0: October the 20th, 2022, we're just 18 days out from the midterm elections. Woo! Woke up to 32 degrees below 32 this morning, we're in the freeze zone. It's going to be a chilly one, but it's looking really good over the weekend up into the mid-70s. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. These are your top five headlines for this Thursday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Democrat plan for inflation, ignore it, and press abortion. So much for the Inflation Reduction Act. From the Daily Wired, Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, Democrat, told MSNBC on Wednesday that women across the Peach State need access to abortion to keep up with surging costs in Biden's America. The election denier wasted no time defending the unholy sacrament of leftist politics. Children, not democratic policies, are causing economic angst, she said. Tom Elliott, Stacey Abrams says abortion can help address inflation issues. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. Matt Walsh. The Democrat cure for inflation is to kill more children. These people are cartoonishly evil. They aren't even trying to hide it. Liberal comic book villains at this point. All right, let's listen to uh, Stacey Abrams in her own words. I just asked you, you're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with?
1: But let's be clear, having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. But we also have to talk about what a governor can do. A governor can address housing prices, a governor can address the cost of education, a governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. That's what I talk about on the trail and that's what's resonating. But let's not pretend that women, half the population, especially those of childbearing age, they understand that having a child is absolutely an economic issue. It is only politicians who see it as simply another cultural conversation. It is a real biological and economic imperative conversation that women need to have.
0: So, this is exactly how far left the Democratic Party has gone, why they have been co- so radical in their approach that people are rejecting them in mass. That's why we're going to see a tsunami red wave here in the next 18 days as we approach the midterm elections. Those of you that live down in Georgia, it's very clear who you need to vote for. Stacey Abrams is way behind in the polls right now exactly for those kind of comments. Her radical ideas, they do not resonate with the people in Georgia. And I hope everybody gets out and votes. Go out now and vote. Go out on Election Day and vote. Let's bring a massive wave and send a message to these radical Democrats that we're not interested in your ideas and your ideologies no more, and you have no business running our states and running our nation. So that we're shooting a shot over their bow. Let's get out and make our voices heard on November the 8th. All right, headline number four. Democrat Senate candidate past comments come back to haunt her just before midterms. Fox News. North Carolina Democratic Senate candidate Sherry Beasley previously said there is something deeply troubling about efforts from Republicans to limit the ability of trans youth to have gender-affirming surgeries. Beasley's remarks came during a November 2021 Democratic Senate candidate forum put on by the LGBTQ Democrats of North Carolina. Beasley's comments are in lockstep with many comments made by top officials in the Biden administration including those from Transgender Assistant Secretary for Health Rachel Levine, who said during a July 2020 interview with MSNBC that Americans must affirm and support and empower these youth to receive gender affirmation treatment in their respective states. RNC Research North Carolina Democrat Senate candidate Sherry Beasley says it's deeply troubling and very dangerous that irreversible sex reassignment surgery and puberty blockers for kids are not paid for by taxpayers. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. This is, (laughs) we need to really be aware of who we elect and who we put in to serve our states and our country. Because if you believe this stuff, then you've got problems yourself. Because there's no way the American people feel that this is the right thing to do, to try to have some kind of surgical procedure for children to change their gender which is impossible to do in the first place there are only one man and one woman there are not multiple identities multiple genders that's a false understanding just look at the chromosomes the chromosomes will tell you exactly who they are and this nonsense this baloney where it comes from it's just it's insanity it's an ideology again coming back to the marxist Ideology. It is designed to confuse you, to destable a country, to make us confused on many issues, to break down the family, to break down our social structure. It started back 100 years ago, and we're now starting to see the fruits. We need to stand up. You need to speak out. Don't be afraid, because most people feel the same way. The elections are coming. Don't vote these guys in, vote them out, speak your voice. Let's do it. All right. Headline number three. The baby formula shortage lingers eight months later. Fox News. Parents nationwide are still struggling to find baby formula months after panic first ensued. And one mother is sharing her message for the Biden administration over the crisis. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, around 33% of American families were still struggling to find baby formula in September. Lawmakers have called on the Food and Drug Administration to provide answers as to why the agency had such a delayed response in adapting to the shortages while prices continue to soar. RNC Research. Americans are still having trouble finding baby formula eight plus months after the crisis began. Kareen Jean-Pierre says Biden is working to make sure that we have progress to address this issue this issue that is currently happening right now. Dr. Oz, it is easier to get fentanyl than baby formula. All right, let's listen to Dr. Oz talking about this issue on one of his campaign stops in Pennsylvania. this
2: question, did you know that it is easier to get fentanyl than is baby formula in this city? Are yes. you serious? Yes. Your you go ahead. Yeah. But get baby formula. So yeah. I die. just recently became a grandparent from one of my adopted kids and we I just experienced that situation where I know of it and I'm like, Yes, I know I see this, I see the statistics and the news reports. But then to actually go out to the store and I had to go all the way out to Sheltenham County and then place the order there for the baby formula to be shipped over. Hmm. So now, God willing, <clears> nothing <throat> happens, I get the baby formula this coming Friday. But it really isn't easy to get basic necessities needed for families in the city. This is why a lot of, situ- we had this discussion before with business owners having to shut down their shops because people in communities don't have the wealth to go shop here. And those business owners have to raise the prices because they have to go elsewhere to spend even more money to get the goods in. Oh my gosh. But then there's also the question of mental health and behavioral issues. It's more money to do outpatient than inpatient for detox, and was you experienced when we went to Kensington. We were like, we're going to take these guys. And it was like, well, there's only one place you want to, to do an inpatient around here. Yep. That was Kensington Hospital. Yep. And luckily, the uh, rock ministry was facilitating a means for that. Yep. But that's really the only place. And Kensington Hospital is a good example because they could accommodate a lot more people for detox mm-hmm. if they could then transition them five days later mm-hmm. into longer rehab. But we just haven't made it possible. I mean, it's so frustrating to see the answer there. It's not that there's no answer. We see the answer. But I, got to I am stunned that baby formula is harder to get and probably more expensive. Just go down the street, you'll find something wrong. I'm not even joking,
0: unfortunately. Well, there you go. Some more of Biden administration's failed policies. Eight plus months since the crisis and still people can't get their baby formula. Tells you a little bit about how dysfunctional the Biden administration is. Do you think Trump would have waited eight months? He would have gotten on the telephone that same day and had that problem solved. Because he's a businessman. He understands how things work. Joe Biden never worked in the private sector. He's just a a politician that has always been on the wrong side of history. And that's what you're going to get, folks, if you just continue to vote these guys in. I mean, I don't know what more to tell you. But we've got 18 days to send a message to this administration that you're on the wrong track, and we're not going to take it anymore. So let's uh, let's keep our feet moving. Let us uh, keep talking, and let us get out and move on November the 8th. All right. Headline number two: D.C. passes bill allowing non-citizens to vote in local elections. From the National Review, the D.C. Council, the legislative body representing Washington, D.C., sent a set of bills to Mayor Muriel Bowser's desk on Tuesday, one of which will allow illegal immigrants to vote in local elections. The bill allowing illegal immigrants to vote passed on a nearly unanimous 12-to-1 vote following its first reading earlier this week after languishing in the city council for a decade. It expands previous legislation which allowed green card holders to vote. There are believed to be over 50,000 illegals in the District of Columbia. The bill was passed alongside another initiative that would make mail-in voting a permanent feature of elections. Fox News. Under the D.C. Home Rule Act, members of Congress are able to block bills passed by the legislature and cleared by the mayor. Once the bill is submitted, it can be voted down if the House and Senate pass Cotton's resolution of disapproval within 30 days or else the law will take effect. Allowing illegal immigrants to vote is an insult to every voter in America, Cotton Republican Arkansas told Fox News Digital. Every single Democrat should be on the record about whether they support this insane policy. Well, again, what, uh, what more can I say? I mean, this is how these guys roll. They don't believe in the Constitution. They have an ideology that uh, wants to break down our system, allow anybody to vote, especially if it keeps them in power, the fact that they want to make permanent mail-in voting a law, which we know through multiple election cycles is the easy way to cheat. And this is not only known in the U.S., but it's known in totalitarian nations around the world, that if you can manipulate the voting process, then you can remain in power as a dictator. And this is what we have here, guys. This, you know, they, The Democrats are driven by their ideologies. They're not driven by common sense or fair play. They're driven by their desire to remain in power and to push their radical ideas. D.C. is a, a prime example of this. It's why it's called the swamp. That's why it's called the center of evil and injustice. And those that live there, once you get outside your bubble and come into the Midwest, you'll find that that's where the heart of the country is, not in Washington, D.C. All right, headline number one, Biden on releasing oil barrels from strategic reserve. Not politically motivated at all. CNBC, President Joe Biden said oil companies need to use their record profits to ramp up production rather than to enrich shareholders. Gas prices are averaging $3.85 a gallon in the U.S., dropping off the record high of more than $5 a gallon set in June. With less than three weeks until the midterm elections, Americans in polls increasingly put the economy and the price of gas at the top of their concerns. In order to reduce gas prices just before midterms, Biden has opted to release an additional 15 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. From Town Hall, Biden releasing more oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is not politically motivated at all. Lucas Tomlinson, Pence, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve exists for national security, not failed energy policies. Charlie Bellillo: the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve moved down for the 58th consecutive week to its lowest level since 1984. The 32% decline in reserves this year is the largest on record by a wide margin. Okay, so if anybody believes that Joe Biden didn't make this decision based on political reasons, then I've got a bridge to sell you to nowhere. But unfortunately, we all know that this is not true. And the fact is that this is all political. That's all Joe Biden thinks about is remaining in power. He doesn't care about the American people. He doesn't care about energy independence. He's a radical leftist that should have never been put in office. He's a, he has a failed policy. We all feel the pinch. We all feel the inflation. We all feel the crime issues that are at historical highs. We have 5 million illegals coming across our southern border. Everything that this guy has done has been a complete and total disaster, and that's why we're going to see a tsunami red wave on November the 8th, 18 days from today. All right, those are your top five headlines on this Thursday, October 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. Thanks you very much for joining us today. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm
1: it.